town needs an enemy. What are you? I'm Batman. Welcome to Wayne Talk, presented by DC on RMD. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. Be sure to add us to your favorites and review and bookmark the main page, RainManDigitalMedia.com. I am your host, Paul, and with me today, I have Mr. Michael Flores. Hello, hello. And I've got David. Hello. Hey. So we are back into metal. Um, We are going to be talking about metal number three. And the four very simple uh, bat out of hell tie-in issues that take place after three. Um, So just kind of as a recap, we obviously have already covered the two prelude issues as well as metal number one and two and the seven little tie-in books uh, all about the Dark Knights. Um, We're just knocking through them now. Yeah. And then what did we, we also did the Gotham Resistance. Yeah. So finally, everything's kind of like coming full circle and fitting together. Um, Last we left off, Barbados touched Wonder Woman and Superman, and they were uh, basically obliterated. Um, So that's where we are now. They have been captured. Um, It has been seven days since then. Um, All of the kind of Dark Knight stuff and Gotham Resistance stuff has occurred within this time. The two of them wake up, I don't know, tied to a tower. How many issues uh, is that between metal number two and metal three like 12 <laughs> 16 so pretty much four, seven like 11 because like there's this wow. story arc was so there's so much going on yeah so much and they a lot of a lot of the issues will start and it's been it, it'll specifically mention you know x amount of days since challenger mountain appeared because challenger mountain appeared like right at the beginning of metal number one so we are now seven days out it has been there for a week and just everything is in peril. Um, where where did we leave? The whole world is nightmares um, because of the the Devastator, the Doomsday Batman. Um, everyone in Metropolis, including Lois and Jimmy, are Doomsday monsters. Um, yeah, like this is this is the tip of the iceberg of the misery that that unfolds in this series. The world's on fire and it's all Batman's fault. Yes. I mean, it's somebody's fault. Uh, Is it Batman's Batman's fault? The one governing thing that I continue to be amazed by this series is number one, we always talk about the psychology of Batman and how just deep he is. And the fact that they use that, the psychology of Batman to essentially connect this entire story. It's all about him, his insecurities, his fears, all of it just thrown in to create this epic story. And I love that they never forget that. They always go back to it, despite the fact that this is a 50,000 part, you know, 50,000 issue part series. And yet, you know what? They never forget. They never forget that element that connects it all. Yeah. They never forget the psychology of Batman. That uh, the, the character himself is the spine of this story. Right. Because all the, while all these epic things with all the other heroes are going on, Getting to the getting to the core of the story, it's still about Bruce and the fact that he is arguably at this point the weak uh, the weak link to all the superhero community because yeah because this is his fault it, it's his fault it's it and it's and him it's as well and, and and like theoretically all of these the the Dark Knights all of these Nightmare Batman are his nightmares yep. they manifestations yeah yeah they they are his thoughts that are now coming to haunt him and this entire world which that's i can't remember if it's in this issue or issue number two but that's something that is very impactful when i believe it's issue number two when um nightwing you know chooses not i know i think it's this they, issue I, I, when, when they it just was either this issue or the gotham resistance metal number three it is this one when yeah, they're deciding the oblivion bar right and they're deciding what they're going to do should we rescue batman or should we go and save the cities and the priority for Nightwing you would assume would be let's go let's let's go save Batman that's what we need to do and Nightwing's like no because now that I know that this is in Bruce's mind this is all him Mm -hmm. it was almost like he was taking a step back because he's like scared 
of of Batman, of Bruce Wayne, that all these nightmares are in his mind. Well, who's the, the, the of all the people in the DC universe? Dick is the one that knows Bruce the most. Or yeah. so he thought. I mean, yeah. and, and that's what's I mean, awesome and, about and it. And he still does. Like, yeah. nobody still out does. knows him, but there's so much he still doesn't know. Yeah, and yeah. that's why I love that that dialogue between him and Damien, because Damien gets so angry at, at, at uh, Dick that basically he attacks Dick Grayson yeah. because he's like, going, no, you idiot. We got to go get him. He's our father. <laughs> it's like, and Dick's like, going, no, you don't know. You haven't grown up with him. And it really does. I liked that part of the the issue that basically even his relationship with Clark and Superman pales in comparison to to Bruce's connection to Dick Grayson. And that's why that entire statement was so powerful, because the man that should know him best and does is just surprised. Yeah. You know, in fact, there was that line that was dropped on us via the Batman who laughs where he says uh, when he's talking about the fears of Batman and how they were created. And he says, are we really his fears or are we his desires? Again, baiting us, baiting the readers, whether or not Bruce can be trusted. If these types of dark things are in this man's mind, is he a hero? Can he be trusted? Can just can the Justice League trust him? Can can his own family trust him? So they're presenting a lot of just amazing questions in this issue. Is is the fact that he has all these planned contingencies and how to handle all of his closest friends and allies is I mean, is that is that a good idea? Is that a planned contingency or is he a crazy guy who just wants to be able to kill his friends if he feels like it? Yes. That's that's what's the cool part about it is like for the longest time before metal ever started, Batman has always been that one character in the DC universe that is kind of like the trump card of all trump cards because Batman always has a plan for things. And in here we're getting to see that basically it comes at a cost. Because he may be the ultimate trump card for everybody, but if he were to actually just lose it or just turn evil, yeah, the the ramifications just shatter the universe. And and that's those stories when it's it's Batman versus himself or Batman versus somebody very similar to himself. Um, I mean, we see that, but there's you know there's always a way to overcome when it's Batman versus like seven or eight of himself. And also, it's not actually him because he's out of the picture. He's he's in the dark multiverse. We don't even have him. Um, So it's the whole world versus seven Batman who all think like Batman. Wait, what are you going to do? What hope is there? Yeah. I mean, it all works for me in a a big way. I mean, even the I think it was Batman who laughs. It might have been one of the other nights. But he said one of them said that when he had first joined the Justice League, uh, he was intimidated. Because he was essentially just a man in a suit with some training, whereas the rest of you are gods. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that I think that was the Batman who left. Okay, the rest of you are gods. So the fact that he that he felt like that shows you that Batman had that in his mind, and then suddenly you understand that he's intimidated by these people who could essentially just wipe out mankind if they wanted to. So it would make sense. You know, I'm trying to defend him a little here as well. (laughs) It would make sense that he would have contingencies and plans set in place. If wonder woman goes dark side or if Superman goes dark side, or if Aquaman decides to drown the entire world, it's just interesting that he doesn't pull anybody else in on like, okay, yeah, let's have a contingency for wonder woman. (laughs) Let's tell Superman and Aquaman about the contingency for wonder woman. Nope. Yeah. It's just all him. And, and I mean, I think all friends should do that. I mean, I had contingencies uh, for David, you know, if <laughs> you ever just there's, think, a, there's a gun under the desk. Oh, yeah. It's the same contingency no, for I'll, Tony I'll, and Tom. I'll take him out with honor. I'll use a sword. I'll just he'll just tell me uh, I need something picked up over there. Go get that camera. Sure. Yeah. Head gone. Slice. <laughs> uh, so, you know, after after a series of events, uh, Superman kind of gets beat down and we head to the oblivion bar. Um, how. How how did that go for you? I liked it. It's a nice little fan service moment for me because being a Justice League Dark guy, that's a big setting. 
that's a place where all the people of magic kind of chill and hang out. Think of it as like a police bar. I mean, it's, yeah, it literally, it's, it's a pocket dimension. Yeah. So aside from everything that you said, it was like one of the only places they could hide because it's not, yeah. it's not in the world. Yeah. I liked it. I've always had a thing for that. Well, it's, it's also kind of like, it's one of the, it's one of the few locations in the DC universe that is protected from everybody. You know, the Oblivion Bar is like the place where... I mean, yeah, for like three pages. For for, for like three pages, apparently, because like, oh, Batman Who Laughs knows where it is. Oh, we're screwed. <laughs> and it's like, you'd expect... That's what I actually was cracking up at is like... Well, because like expect? Batman knows about this place. So like, of why course, yeah. I wouldn't and that, that's what Batman it, know about this That's place. what it dawned on me because I'm like, going, when, when the Robins showed up, I'm like, going, how the hell... Did they get into the Oblivion Bar? Because there's there's only a few ways to getting in into the Oblivion Bar. And we see that Dr. Fate's the one that basically brings everybody in. Mm -hmm. And then he has to teleport everybody out. How the hell does did the Robin show up? And then all of a sudden at the end of the issue, I'm like, of course, it's Batman. Because you're right. Batman would know. This is what Bruce does. He would know this and not tell anybody. The only thing I didn't care for necessarily is i'm all about killing and mayhem but let's have some purpose behind that killing and mayhem and i i understand that the batman who laughs is just a murderous son of a bitch so it makes sense but nightmaster's death how it was executed was a little silly for me because you have all these other people that are dying for the most part when we've seen them die um they die for a reason whatever he just like i'm gonna stay i'm gonna stay in the bar why? I this, mean, he, this is my place. Cap, Captain sinks with a ship. He held the fort down Not and made ship. Sure. <laughs> I mean, that's that's why you're not a captain. Exactly. I would be the first one off. But he made sure that everybody could safely get away. And it's his. Listen, bar. if I saw the iceberg, I'm going to put on the little, you know, woman hat and a dress. I'm going to be like that and, one guy in Titanic. And, and, I'm, and, I'm off. And you're going to risk all those little zombie kids chasing you and jumping onto your boat and killing you and all your friends. Nah. Instead of just hanging back. No, because I'll put they always want to go after the captain first, you know, the leadership first so i'll put the hat on david that's my contingency plan like here, here you go wear my jacket you're the captain now oh thank you mike what's happening, what's happening? so i mean things finally kind of start to look up we know that nth metal hurts these guys um green arrow and damien uh well i guess and dick and everybody who was involved in the gotham city resistance okay i'm getting confused with the metal stuff where's the nymph nymph is that how you say it nymph metal nymph, where's that from that's from hawkman Okay, that's how the story started with that specific yes. metal. Okay. Because the th the thing is is like with the nth metal, the only ones who actually owned nth metal were the Thanagarians. And Thanagarians basically the only person that could use it was Hawkman. That's why before this, Hawkman wasn't seen for a very long time. So when they showed the nth metal, that kind of got a lot of fan base going, "Oh, wait a minute. Where's this guy? Where is he actually?" Cuz Prior to this, Hawkman has has gone missing. Yeah, that's one thing that I had a question before the show today, Dave. I was talking to Paul about it because, I mean, Kim uh, Kendra Saunders. I mean, I I know enough about her that her and Hawkman are yes. both a part of the Justice League at some point. Obviously, I missed something because apparently during the New Fifty Two, they had not. They just, they didn't really, yeah, they didn't really like utilize or introduce because either they, of those characters. They don't know her. Yeah, because because by New 52 standards up to this point, Hawkman and Hawkgirl's story has not started yet. Because the, the only way that they get to know each other and become Hawkman and Hawkgirl is Carter Hall has to meet Kendra Kendra Saunders. Yeah. Right. I get how that works, but I was just confused on why she why no one knew who she was. Because, but, like, at this point, she is not... Cause, because presently, she isn't somebody she to know. She isn't Hawkgirl right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> it, uh, it's one of those things that basically kind of, like, is confusing for a lot of people because once the 52 happened, we we did have a Hawkman title, but then it got redconned out. Oh, so we... Oh, really? We and then, like, mysteriously, DC, Hawkman dude. disappeared... And then it was only like maybe 12 issues. It too, was 12 wasn't issues it? and it was done by Rob Liefeld. 
that might explain things. Perfect. <laughs> so, but like, can I they, assume he's a shitty writer? Is that you can? You okay. can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> you don't have to. It's a fact. <laughs> it's a fact. Well, you know, by all, I will say this: Rob Liefeld did give us Deadpool, so he did do something good. <laughs> so, all right, silver lining, David. Over silver there. lining, but. After after they did the Hawkman title, for some strange reason, it got retconned they just, out. They just for, they pretended just, it didn't they happen. They pretended it didn't happen because the it wasn't received okay. at all well. It was a it was a failure. Well, that makes sense. DC, then. and then like when DC Metal, that's when the pieces started falling into play, and people started realizing. Well, wait a minute, Carter Hall's not around. They introduced Kendra Saunders. No one knows her. Because she's not hot girl yet. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they they kind of showed another hero that has been missing for a long time in the egg. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can you explain that, Paul? Yeah. So, because so I they, was lost with the egg. They specifically, like, like break it down, I want to say, in an issue or two. But basically, um, because Plastic Man has a connection to Nth Metal Nth the Metal. same way that, you know, obviously Carter would, the same way that they are saying that Deathstroke does, right, yeah. the same way that a handful of characters do, um, because of his connection all of the dark energy from the uh, from the dark multiverse, because these these universes, these multiverses are slowly merging. Um, it's it's like coursing through him. He literally feels the vibrations constantly. So his mental and thus physical state is literally just him in the fetal position. Yes. So he has literally become an egg. Yeah. He he's literally. It's that's like, why it's, he it's was hilarious. It's so sad, and it's so sad. But, but it it for that character, it makes so much sense because and they they, man, they do finally like motivate him. Yeah, and they they have to motivate him and get him out of his quote unquote shell. <laughs> okay, there's no, one other question. Now they introduced when they were all when they were separating the team, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and when that, they when they were splitting up to go go to the different parts of space and collect dense metal. Yes. Deathstroke walks into the oblivion bar and apparently he has some connection to the metal as well. Do they end up explaining that, that connection in one of the side stories we haven't read yet? I believe so. I, I don't think it's one of the side stories. I think it is because in new 52, is it Deathstroke, just a thing? Deathstroke and wonder woman kind of tie together more yes. than you would expect. Um, no, they, they, they revamped Deathstroke. And I, th- I think Deathstroke has some not like lineage necessarily, but he's got some ties to like some of the Greek gods that Wonder Woman is affiliated with, okay. or the the gods in general that Wonder Woman is affiliated with, and that is where his ties to the Nth Metal, to I believe, come from. come from. Oh, okay. Because right. it's like in his ancestry, yeah, and then like in the blood. With with, with Deathstroke, it might be confusing to some fans who have not followed the character up to this point because we all know Deathstroke as only Deathstroke the Terminator, the assassin, the the, the guy who was who took the I mean, quote unquote super soldier serum. He ages which it and is. regenerates in a bunch of like he he as a character is not the easiest to follow. Not honestly. the easiest to follow because you have young Deathstroke and then you have old man Deathstroke. And one eye Deathstroke and two eyes yeah. Deathstroke and how many sons do I have Deathstroke? And that's so why convoluted. That's why Deathstroke is one of the most hardest characters to actually follow because you get one side of the story, but then there's another side that basically they say, oh, the reason why the super soldier serum works so well is because of his ancestry and his ancestry is tied to the Greek gods, okay. which ties to Wonder Woman. <laughs> so, Paul, he plays a bigger part, though, in the stories eventually? Yeah. Or, okay. I mean, basically, anybody with a tie to metal is um, important. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I mean, you know, at this point, it is worth noting that they're going to find the nth metal. And we have four locations. The dark multiverse, um, the center of the standard multiverse, which is the Rock of Eternity, beneath Atlantis, and just deep in space. So they break up into these teams. Um and as as you mentioned with uh, Nightwing and Damien kind of arguing about the best way to handle and what they need to do with dad, um, Superman actually sides with, uh, you know, hothead Damien. He, he also thinks that it's very important to go save Batman. And 
I don't know. That's I don't know. I feel like that's kind of surprising. I would feel like Superman would well, Superman, very naturally side with Dick over uh, it, hothead it felt Damien. Very naive of Superman, what, and I know Superman's naive. Yeah, but I was like, dude, like your your priority has always been to save people. Oh, I mean, every comic book I've ever read, he puts life over everyone else. But for some reason, I don't know if it's because they're trying to put it as, and I, I know they are, they're trying to really push this personal relationship between Clark and Bruce. And, and, Bruce. and I get it, and it works, but at the same time, and, and they, it's, it's and a they huge set us up, piece at the beginning of this issue. Yes, and they set it up that way, and, and because of that, it works. So from a story aspect, I don't have a problem with it. From a writing standpoint, it absolutely makes sense, logically. Yeah. But... Superman seems like Superman, the kind of guy from a, who would pay more attention to his dreams than, like, maybe he needs to. Yeah, Maybe. so th- that's the only thing that kind of th- as a not a bad writing aspect, just as a Superman fan, there was just some decisions he made that I just found hard to swallow, you know, like going after Batman almost blindly. OK, you so know? do you think do you think it's it's uh, fear based at all? Do you think Superman fears going up against a small army of Batman without having his own Batman? That makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, if that's the case, then I feel like they should have, which I think that is the case. But I mean, the fact that he is continually confused by who is Batman and who is not when he says, oh, your vitals are the same. Oh, wait a second. You're a nightmare. You know, so I understand why he may feel some fear, but maybe if they had stated that a little bit, then maybe it would have worked a little better for me. But it's not. um not awful it's not a deal breaker no it's not a deal breaker but it is a little questionable because superman's always about the people whereas bruce started this and he didn't he actually blame him for it too and didn't him and wonder woman strip say like you should have trusted us what what are you doing um well i mean like so at the end when yeah we, um it is it is strictly bruce and like realistically the like the code the code that he was using yeah. um I don't think that's a code that they had used before because he was doing it backwards to like insinuate that you should stay away yeah. instead of please help me. Right. Um, so like I get I get the confusion there, but also like not stopping to think about it at all. Yeah. So that's probably one of his faults. So that code they've never even used before either. That you've that, you know, and you're a Batman fanatic yeah. and they and you don't know that. I, I have never I have never heard that, but specifically this way he was using it backwards and right. like guaranteed that hasn't happened before. Okay. But the the general code, I think we are supposed to believe that they have used it before, and it is the uh what, just using the the first letters of each of the other two individuals' names consecutively to basically gain their attention and let them know that you need assistance or you need help or you're in a bad situation. And what Bruce was doing was using each of their names because it's supposed to be alphabetically. He was using them reverse to warn Superman to stay away. But Superman does not pick up on that. Yeah. And uses it as motivation to get himself into the dark multiverse to save Bruce, which is absolutely the worst thing that he could have done. Yes. (laughs) Literally Literally the worst thing. <laughs> Literally the worst thing. Yeah, dumb Superman, dumb Batman, dumb Superman. Well, Come it's on. not. Uh, it's not even Superman being dumb. Nah, for he's me, d- being dumb. For me, it just basically well, it so, fits. His, it fits that characteristic yeah. because Superman's very emotional. He's always been very emotional. Yeah. He he wears feel, his feel he, away and react based on yeah, feeling that way. He he lives by the code by in every Superman thing that I've always uh, read. Superman always follows kind of like that country boy code, you know, live your emotions. Your emotions are you, you know, and you can, you can, you could read him really easily. And that's what made him the opposite of Batman. And you can always tell if he's mad because he's shooting lasers. Exactly. (laughs) But but like, that's why in in a way I kind of understand why superman did it it may seem like a really dumb idea but it fits his character because like when the fact that he figured out how to do it he he got flash's help and they 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 use the like the the anti-monitors cosmic tuning fork and 
they they got they got Superman through the barrier. He got to the dark multiverse. Yep. And you're like, oh, maybe maybe something good will happen. And then it's just like it just hits you, and it's like, oh, well, we're immediately fucked. Yes, I love the imagery too that accompanies that whole entire sequence. Um, it's very 1970s, like exploitation horror, like with the just the emaciated skin, the zombie like features. Yeah, it's really good art, and that's something that metal can consistently has. In every issue so far we've read. Oh, absolutely. Um, Greg Capullo is and granted, he's top notch, yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Greg Capullo is aces, but uh, literally, he he's. I'm just flipping through it real quick. He breaks through the barrier and he's just immediately trapped. Like it's not. There's no. There's no getting out. <laughs> you, you're done. Yeah, not even um, a fight sequence. Well, he was attacked by a bunch of Supermans, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, but well, just a bunch of various zombies that were realistically probably sapping his energy the moment they touched him because they were all attached to the same device that he becomes the battery for. Yes. The device that will fully integrate the, the dark, dark and multiverse standard multiverse together. Um, Good job. Good job, Superman. <laughs> great, great, great going, Boy Scout. You guys are supposed to be saving the universe. You guys are destroying it. So... We uh, we've got we've got a breakdown of various teams that I think it's fleshed out more in the next issue. So we'll we'll worry about that then. But we've got most of the teams split off going after whatever nth metal they can find. Got the Batman who laughs shows up with his crows and they burn down the. Oh, Lord, I forgot what it's called. The Oblivion Bar. Yes, that is it. And then we've got Superman has just uh, damned the world. <laughs> and And that's where we end. Um, so we are going to continue in with the bats out of hell and admittedly I'm going to just kind of flip through notes and struggle to flip through pages here because I read these a minute ago and I know you both covered this much more recently. Uh, um, (laughs) These are without a doubt, probably without a doubt, like the weakest tie-ins, but we're covering everything. It's like 26 issues. Yeah. So here we go. We're going to knock these out. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I wouldn't say they're bad. They're not no, bad. No, no. I don't think they're they, bad. They just feel a bit light when you're when you go from reading the actual metal issues, right? That are very deep and just so much information. Great, you know, character interaction. Uh, just everything that's great that's going on in there. And then you go to this, and it's very light and superficial and. I mean, I guess I'm just jumping the gun here, but even what is it? Four issues, right? Yeah. Bats of the hell part one through four. I feel like when you take those two, those four issues and put them together, you still don't have a really, a a really deep story. It feels like there's a lot of repeat in every issue. Yeah. Because like for honestly, bats out of hell is just a rehash of like what the other tie-ins are talking yeah, the, about. It's, it's, it's almost a mirror image of the dark Knight stories where we saw Batman becoming Dawnbreaker, you know, fused with these other justice league characters. We now have these characters that have already done that. These Batman that have already taken out this member of the justice league and assimilated with them. Now just doing it again to another one. Now, to let, another me, one. let me ask you a question, Paul. Um, now, these issues took place in Justice League as well as the Flash titles, correct? Yes. Okay. Now, at this time, when this came out, were the Justice League and Flash writers not very good? No. So, surprisingly, um, the the Flash writer was Joshua Williamson. Um, it still is Joshua Williamson. I think he's currently on like issue 80 something. Wow. Um, and he was a, um, he, he wrote the red death, uh, single issue. Oh, really? He okay, was a consultant was for metal. Um, so, so maybe just not a great yeah, metal tie in in general time, but. time crunch. I mean, so these, these issues serve their purpose. They explain yeah. how we get from the book that we just read to a lot of these core justice league members being beaten down and being tied to a very similar big power battery thing, like what Superman just got strapped to. And this is where they actually learn about these. Cause I forgot that they aren't aware of who these people are yet. Yeah. Because we know before they do, we, yeah. we read their tie-in yes. stories that these are Bruce so Wayne. So far, um, 
Superman and Wonder Woman are the only people who have met them if looking at them for a second and then getting knocked the fuck out yeah. counts as meeting them. Yeah. And that that was probably the highlight for me. The fact that they saw firsthand in these issues their best friend as the villain, essentially. Mm-hmm. Every villain, every single villain they're fighting is their best friend. You know, so I think that was the strength of the issues that you get to see their reaction and their shock. You know, especially when the 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 knights are telling them how they killed their counterparts in their universe. Well, yeah. this is how I killed you the first time, and it's so cold, yeah. and callous, and um, th- that to me is the the personal aspect. I think is the strength of these four issues, despite the fact that I feel that the stories were a little shallow. Those aspects, when they went into them, were pretty strong. I got, I got a, yeah, you're right with, with the flash one. I forgot that flash Batman, the red death. Why did the fuck does red death use cars? <laughs> yeah. I see, I, you know what? It, it was a little weird, but I liked that line when Barry Allen's are like, of course you have a flash mobile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did like it's, that. That was funny. It's not bad, but like why? And like realistically, just because he can, but yeah, that was pretty cool. But yeah, there's a, a little questionable decision with the, I mean, cause he had the, Okay, so when we originally saw Red Death, or when they merged Bruce Wayne and Flash in one of the tie-ins, the the Dark Knight, yeah, the the, the Red Death tie-in, that made sense why he had a vehicle because he was trying to capture, yeah, the the actual method he used to do it. He strapped Barry to a Batmobile <laughs> so he could like drive into the Speed Force. It's so dark and demented, dude. Uh, but yeah, so that makes sense. But he, I guess he figured, hey. Fuck it. I'll still use it. <laughs> Honestly, the, the big bummer for me is the fact that he, when as the Red Death, when he runs and he has that trail of like antimatter bats uh, that just obliterate yeah. anything they touch, that is badass. Oh, yeah. And like, why would you sacrifice having that to just be in a car? It's not like it takes effort to run fast. You're the Flash. Yeah. It's all style, man. It's all style. Yeah, it is. And like, realistically, as long as you're going up against somebody that isn't already the Flash, you have that in your back pocket as like, a, oh, hey, I'm Batman and I have tricks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> you doing okay, bud? Yeah. All right, good. Um, the, I mean, we do see a couple, a couple other cool tricks, like the, uh, the Merciless, when he's fighting Wonder Woman, he has the ghost army of every Amazon he's killed. That's dope. That was, that was and pretty that was hard. dark. That was <laughs> that was dark. I'm like, wow. It's just so demented. Every time you learn more about these dark nights, it, it makes you question Bruce. Yes, every just, single time the, because these dark, the these, constant darkness, the 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 just the lack of hope, the utter despair that keeps unfolding. I love it. Yeah, and I think I think that was one of the things that was kind of refreshing about the Hal Jordan one. Was how actually oh, yeah. coming out and saying to Dawnbreaker, there's a difference between you guys and our Bruce. This is your guys's, you know, you guys are Bruce's regrets and and failures. Mm-hmm. And I like that because only Hal Jordan would be like that. Because to me, it's like, yeah, all all the other guys are best friends with Bruce. Hal's kind of a best friend. But it's more of this, more or less, kind of like a frenemy type of relationship he well, has. Yeah, with because Bruce. They, they are both very strong-willed They're individuals. Strong-willed, and they both represent opposite sides of the spectrum. And like Hal Jordan coming out and saying, "Yeah, you guys are pretty badass and everything, but you're nothing like our Bruce." Because to uh, to me, you guys are his failures and his regrets. That makes our Bruce twice as strong as you. But like words only go so far, go so far. because Hal does end up just getting his like his, he's he's one of the only ones who really kind of stands a chance. He yes. figures out a strategy to overcome the fact that Dawnbreaker's ring creates darkness and just consumes, consumes light. Um, so he gets his plan, but he just at the end of the day, Dawn Dawnbreaker is just too powerful. Yeah, because, fuck you on Batman. Because the thing the thing about Dawnbreaker is he can summon anybody. So that's why when he summons like all these, all these beings that are tied to Hal, Hal stands no chance. <laughs> like you mean to tell me that Hal Jordan has to stand up to constructs of 
Parallax, Sinestro. Um, I forgot who else he summoned. He summoned like heavy hitters from oh, um, uh, I keep saying his name wrong, but Atricus, mm-hmm. uh, um, the the Red Lantern. Yeah, the red one. And I like like yeah, Hal's gonna get his butt handed to him because there's all the constructs, and then you have Dawnbreaker. Dawnbreaker's a punk though. Like, he, is he really even Batman? I think you and I, Paul, had this debate. Yeah, how wasn't he, he, wasn't how he, he becomes a lantern prior to he's one of the only ones that isn't already Batman when he does the thing. Yeah, because he was a kid, right? Yeah, At yes. first. He was a little punk that yeah. just started killing people. Yeah, he just kind of adopts the bat <laughs> well, because, toward the end of yeah. like the end of the issue, really. However far into life that was, but he had clearly already been he like essentially Damien. a lantern for a yeah. while. Essentially, because like yeah. he's a spoiled Damien pre character development. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a, he, he's a spoiled brat version of Bruce, where it's like if the child that just experienced that trauma was just given ungodly power right there what would happen and that's why for me dawnbreaker is like the weak link to the dark knights yeah he's my all the other dark knights can stand toe-to-toe to to everybody dawnbreaker was the one that i kept thinking he's the one that could possibly fall because i mean just because as as a character as an individual he's you know he's kind of kind of a little little weenie hut junior he was our he was our least favorite right paul in our earlier discussions as as far as a like literally a character yeah yeah Yeah. um but like just that power that ring is like it's so op he's like the the power that ring grants him like makes him rival or even exceed any of the other dark knights. It's just a matter of utilizing it. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, is like, if you were to take the ring away from him, yeah, then he's, he's, then he's toast. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little boy that grew up. <laughs> Tell me if I'm wrong. I'm not sure what issue it was, uh, but they did touch on the fact, I believe in bats out of hell, the reason behind why the knights are helping um, the Batman who laughs as well as uh, Barbados like yes we already know from their issues they, that they were yeah. promised their their home like their worlds again essentially but we I, I think they were promised a world okay. not necessarily theirs back okay but anything is better than nothing because their worlds were destroyed so they have nothing basically it's just hey do you want to not die right now sweet come, come join on. me yeah, come on, come on board. But what did you, was there a, uh, like, was that the question or did yeah, you? Yeah, I was just, I felt like that was a nice little way to remind us because I was questioning that. I was like, okay, why are they, these are all some really powerful characters and arguably they're all just as intelligent as the Batman who laughs. Arguably, they're all the same person. But if you yeah. look at all the all the tie-ins to the Dark, uh, Dark Knights, they've always, all their issues end very tragically. Like the well, worlds are, are are shattered, and we 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 get there. It's very close to the end, but I think you finally do see a little bit of dissent between some of the Dark Knights. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll get there. Plus, uh, there's also there's uh, later on you be, you find out that it's more it's more than just a greed reason why they they want the world. It's kind of like. I mean, spoilers. Yeah, it it goes into like what the 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 whole point of Barbados, his Mm -hmm. his whole thing. That's the that I I don't want to go into spoiler territories, but basically, Barbados. At least not not for something we haven't covered and read yet. But I don't want to go that far. But I mean, you know, simple point to keep in mind is they they are all Batman. They are all broken men. You know, he lost his family, lost his world. They're just, they're trying to have something. Yeah. Simple motivations. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, but these, these issues, uh, not quite the end of them, but very close to the end of them, we get, like, literally everybody. We have Hal Jordan, Flash, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Poison Ivy, Beast Boy, Mr. Terrific, Deadshot, Captain Boomerang, El Diablo, Deathstroke, Dr. Fate, Lady Blackhawk, who is Kendra Saunders, and Plastic Man in his little egg form, <laughs> all strapped onto this cosmic tuning fork powering that. It's literally like everybody from everything we've seen so far, including the Gotham Resistance, all all just trapped, being batteries. They were all they were all beaten. Yeah. There's there's very little 
hope, hope in this whole story. It's just constant. You just constantly beating, well, beating them down, but it feels like it's beating you down as the yeah. reader because you don't know. You don't know for sure that you're going to get this happy ending. You don't know how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I liked how the team came together at the end where they realized what with the help what of the cyborg. Knights, yeah, what cyborg the, Paul. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, the knights were trying to keep them separate, knowing that they're stronger together. Of course, that makes sense. And, Bruce and Wayne, he would know better than anyone. Specifically, knowing how uh, integral to a to a rescue or even to their plan, cyborg is. Yeah, and I do like that they made cyborg you know relevant because I struggle with liking his character. I Everyone did, does. I did like the mother box aspect and the connection to the multiverse. I thought that was really fucking cool. Talk about OP. I mean, cyborg being tapped into the multiverse now is a big thing. But good God, dude, he is like that quarterback in high school who's you know 30 years old now and he can't get over his <laughs> his uh the heydays you know the good old days when he used to throw touchdown plays i'm like dude you're a superhero quit using football analogies but it's the, it's the only thing that he can i'm gonna be a understand. coach i'm gonna be a coach and i'm gonna call the plays let's go team I'm like oh shut up <laughs> <laughs> like realistically sure sure like the the last big experience of his life no. was 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 football and then you know the accident happened and all that but like even still how long have you been a hero bud like how long have you been working with the justice I know, league I like know. make up some new analogy do you even remember football <laughs> not even the justice <laughs> like, it's league. not like he's sitting around watching football still up in the tower you got lives to save all the yeah, time and not just like the justice league. i hated it it's the only thing i hated about these issues when he plays a soundtrack he plays a theme song <laughs> he plays a theme okay music that he used to play when he played football when he was pumping up the team and he's playing it. And listen, it's cinematic. I can almost see and hear it mm-hmm. in a movie, but I'm like, God, you're annoying. <laughs> Cyborg, every line, every action you make, you're just fucking annoying. I, I appreciate Raven. Um, and what did she hook up with Cyborg? Well, when did they mean, become a thing like, like pals. They, they are. I, I thought they're 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 they, they seem, well, I know that but they seem like they're a couple in this. Is oh, that definitely re- not? Yeah. Oh, you read it I read that wrong. Yeah, okay. You read that wrong. And okay. the thing is, is like the relationship between Cyborg and Raven, the reason why they're so close is because of their interactions with the team. As, yeah, as a team. Because like that's what really honestly makes Cy- uh, Cyborg who he is. It's his relationships with Starfire, Cyborg, Beast Boy, even even uh, Nightwing to some degree. And that's why I like that connection that basically – Oh, it's Raven that basically is in his head trying to get him to to get out of there. And it made sense because she's she's probably the only one up to this point that could reach Cyborg because no one else could. Yeah, that makes sense. I just hate Cyborg with yeah. like with a passion. Him and Mr. Terrific used to annoy me, but he's not annoying me in this series. I do have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was in these ones. The Batman Who Laughs talked about a Batman he should have brought in that was merged with Lex Luthor. Yes. Okay. He did say that. Okay. Yes, he did. You can spoil this for me. Do we ever see that Batman? We, we haven't yet. Do they, yeah. do they talk um, about him again? The, the, the only, the only extra Batman that I am currently aware of that I haven't read anything about, but does exist. I have the issue. I just haven't gotten to it is in the, Batman Who Laughs miniseries, there is, it's like issue one, two, three, and then there's a one shot, and then the series continues. And the one shot is The Grim Knight. Yes. And it so is awesome. basically Batman as the Punisher. He's just stocked full of guns and he murders everybody. But the, the cool thing is, is like, the I whole... don't believe that one is has any ties to Lex. No. That's an entirely different. No, it's a totally, totally. It's just the only one that I haven't read about yet. Yeah, it's a totally different Batman because the whole crux of him is. We all know Batman's code. Batman's code, no kill. He's not allowed to kill. Well, what if Batman had no code and had that code removed? What would you get? And that's what you get. You get the Grim Knight. And it's actually really cool. It's one of my, out of all the, of all the multiverse Batman that they have introduced, probably even including the Batman Who Laughs, I loved the Grim, Grim Knight. Really? Because... His story was so freaking 
relatable and powerful. You want to kill people, David, with guns? Well, no, because like only when uh, he's wronged. The whole thing. The only whole when thing he about, sees wrong in the world. Yeah. The whole thing about the Grim Knight. He only when he gets the chance. <laughs> If I if I could guarantee I couldn't get caught, and yes, of course, yes, I'd of kill course. every bad guy. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I'd kill every bad guy. Give me a shot. Oh wow, <laughs> David, never come to my home again. <laughs> Please take away his right to buy a gun. Put him on a list. Yeah. So overall, I mean, how can you sum these issues up? You think in well, story terms? I I think they were they were integral to making sure that. Everyone who is integral to the story is now aware of these Dark Knights. They are aware of what they can do. Um, we got to see more of what they could do than we did just in the the little one-shot stories about them. Um, and then I guess you kind of learn more about just the, the consequences. Because even after everybody is captured and tied to this giant battery, super OP mother box uh, cyborg and a little bit of help from Raven just saves everybody. And we basically end up at the same point we were at, like when these started, yeah, where all of the same people who were not captured are still not captured, but all the people who were captured are still, are still captured. captured. They did that intentionally. They, because- well, they did get Raven. They did get Raven out of there. So like one thing did come from it, and then they just continue and split off into the teams and go searching for the different things that we'll see in the next issue again. So realistically, I think it was just... It's something for the people who write these books to feel tied into the series other than acquiring Raven because that was important. It really not not a lot happened because everything that happened unhappened by the end. Yeah, it's kind of like looking at these four issues, it's like them trying to tie the bow of the whole story together and try to hold everything together for right now. And then this is what we got. I, I think it was the guys who... The, the guys who aren't Snyder, who aren't Tynion, who aren't like creating this story, them getting to do their little piece of it. And so the easiest way to do that is whatever they do just gets undone at the end of them doing it. Mm-hmm. Would you- and that is why, you know, again, I said that this is probably the, the weakest of the tie-ins just because nothing that happens in it really matters. Mm-hmm. So the, probably the first four issues of this entire series that you could possibly consider inconsequential meaning we have we have listeners that are tuning in every time we do these discussions mm-hmm. and they may be going out and picking up these issues Hopefully. and reading them it's great please do it um <laughs> if they didn't want to read these four for whatever reason let's say they're short on funds that week or yeah you whatever. want to save yourself 20 bucks this is this is the spot that you do that in yeah. yes that's i would definitely Un- agree with unless that. you really just you really like the dark Knights, which is absolutely understandable. And yeah. you want to see them, um, you know, wreck a little bit because there, there are some good action and just like overwhelming scenes of power and despair. It's fu- It's not, not fun. It's a, right. it is a fun read, except it's just when you compare these side by side to with the other stuff yeah. we've read, even the, to the other tie-ins like the Gotham resistance. Yes. Gotham resistance was awesome. Uh, the knights themselves, yeah. the storylines we read of those were some of my favorites. But I think this one is probably the the weakest of the bunch so far. Not metal number three, just right. these, yeah, the, these the bats out of hell yeah. mini storyline. Yeah. Anything else we want to add? Final thoughts or anything? Um. No, I mean we are. We are finally, I believe, well past the midway point. Um, we have. What do we have left? We have issues four, five, the wild hunt and six, and then one or two other tie-ins in there. So hopefully like two to three more shows and we'll be able to wrap this. We'll see what happens. How, how many more shows? Like two to three. Wow. Uh, Cause I mean, like optimistically, uh, what, what's the next show? I believe the next one should be Batman lost metal number four and Hawkman found. And then do I have those issues? Did you bring those over? I believe you have them. They are single issues okay. uh, because they weren't included in the collections that I gave you. And then, yeah, actually, if, if we just hunker down and, and do a beefy, beefy talk, um, number five, wild hunt and number six, uh, that'll wrap it up. So probably like two more shows. Cool. 
it's been fun. Yeah, I uh, I hope listeners are enjoying it. This is honestly still one of my favorite things that I've read in the last few years. And uh, it has taken us a long time to get through this. So I appreciate everybody sticking out. Hope you're having fun. And I uh, hope you're looking forward to the end. Final thoughts on anybody else? Last little little piece? I'm good, Dave. I'm good. I'm, right. I'm really enjoying... Uh, the funny part with Bat, uh, Dark Knight's Metal was I didn't have a lot of expectations going into it. Oh, good for you. But, like, <laughs> I had low expectations. So I wasn't... I, I was like, when I first started reading this, okay, okay. Another, had you not read much of one. Snyder's stuff? Or? I read a lot of Snyder's stuff, okay. but it was, like, kind of like... I don't know. I was kind of like going, okay, the whole universe is going to fight Batman. Okay. And I, I basically said that, I basically told myself like, I'm going to have Good luck ex- the universe. Yeah, good luck the universe. And I had zero expectations of it, but the more I read into the into the story, and then I reread the, everything once everything came out, and then I just grabbed everything and read it in order, it won me over by the end. Mm-hmm. So... Honestly, we're uh, we're getting to that point where basically the story itself got super interesting to me. Like the next episode, yeah. Not not that any of this has been bad. Not, but, not that uh, it's been bad. This has been a fantastic setup. It's almost like an appetizer of like what's to come. I think yeah. Four is really going to be like oh well shit. Yeah. And then if we just finish five five wild hunt and six in one show, it'll just it'll it'll blow your minds. Oh, yeah. like, four, four and five just blow your minds when you think about the consequences <laughs> of the universe in DC because no one's really actually tackled the DC universe, like the multiverse, mm-hmm. like this title had. I mean, yes, you've had... Even, you even know, like multiversity and the whole event that they did to try to expand but it. This truly expanded it because in my opinion, it's like it... it it tackled the fact that there is another side to the universe. It's not just 52 universes. Well, when you flip over the map, there's darkness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, infinite, what, darkness. infinite darkness. I do like the idea of the dark multiverse. I think it's fantastic. But I love expanded, it. But I, when she explains it, when Kim, or Kendra Saunders explains it, oh and she God. just holds the map, she's all, well, logically... When you flip over the map, what's there? It's just black. Exactly. Exactly. Infinite. (laughs) I can't believe that it took them as long as it did to do like these dark multiverse titles that are going on right now. This is like two years later. And these, the titles, all of them that I have read so far have been great. Yeah. So I can't believe that they have taken so long to follow up, but I'm glad glad that they're following up and I'm glad that they, they continue to expand. Um, that's it. I think we'll wrap it. Uh, David, you clearly notes a couple things about some stuff. So we'll see if we can get you back for, uh, for some of these others here. No problem. And if not, then, uh, Oh, well, I'm his handler. (laughs) He'll show up. (laughs) Um, so thanks for listening. And, uh, we'll be back with some more. All roads lead to bad. Fuck. I forgot the line. Darkness. Is it darkness? Yeah, I think it's dark. Or is it a... They say some, all roads lead to Barbados. Blah, 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 blah. All of that chit-chat's gonna get you hurt. Oh, my God.